Coming up, the Eagles remain undefeated and the Giants are legit. This is Locked On Game to Game NFL. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game NFL. Local experts taking you from game to game in week five of the NFL season. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. The Commanders fall into last place in the NFC East after a loss to the Titans on Sunday. Locked On Commanders says it's not a complete loss to the season, but things need to change quickly. All right, guys, I'm Chris Russell back from FedEx Field where the Washington Commanders lost 21-17 today uh, to the Tennessee Titans for the Titans' third straight win and the Commanders' fourth straight loss. As you probably know by now, Carson Wentz with a game-ending interception from the Commanders or from the Titans, I should say, two-yard line uh, that if they would have scored on the play, of course, if is a big part of that, and they didn't, the commanders would have taken the lead with virtually no time left and would have snapped that now four-game losing streak. Uh, And, of course, instead, it turns out to be Wentz's first interception uh, of the contest and just another long line of mistakes for Washington, who committed way too many penalties again for a second week in a row, nine uh, in Sunday's game, including a couple on offense on that final drive. Uh, which maybe takes away a little bit of time. Uh, And uh, also on top of that, a key defensive penalty on F.A. Obata on a third down stop, which turned out to extend the drive, and then Tennessee scored a touchdown. Derrick Henry, two touchdowns on the day. Ryan Tannehill didn't do much except for a 62-yard catch and run that really set up a touchdown uh, against the coverage of Bobby McCain. William Jackson III was benched. Lots to do and lots to talk about on the full-length Locked On Commanders podcast as we lead up to Thursday Night Football against Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. For Locked On Now, I'm Chris Russell. Tom Brady has never lost to the Atlanta Falcons in his 20-plus year career. Things did not change on Sunday afternoon. Locked on Falcons and locked on Bucks go over the NFC South showdown in Tampa. Poor officiating highlights the Falcons' 21-15 loss of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Week 5. I'm Aaron Freeman, host of Locked on Falcons. It was a rough start for the Falcons, but they were able to battle back from a 21-0 deficit in the third quarter to get to 21 to 15 in the closing minutes. But what everybody's going to be talking about from this game is a terrible roughing the passer penalty called against Grady Jarrett on a would be sack that could have forced a punt with three minutes to go in the game. The officials flagged Jarrett on what looked to be a clean tackle to all eyes, except for the officials. And while I always say roughing the, Passer is a joke of a penalty. Perhaps this call was the funniest joke of all time. It cost the Falcons a chance to get the ball back and possibly a win and possibly their first win against Tom Brady. For more coverage of this game and its highs and lows, follow Locked On Falcons, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
James Yarko here from the Locked On Bucks podcast talking about the Buccaneers narrowly escaping with a 21 to 15 victory over the Atlanta Falcons in a game where the Buccaneers seemed to dominate for the first three quarters. The Atlanta Falcons made it interesting with two fourth quarter scores to cut the deficit from 21 to nothing down to 21 15, all to be headlined by what can be best described as a controversial call against Falcons defensive lineman Grady Jarrett, who was flagged for roughing the passer on Tom Brady on a third down sack, giving the Buccaneers a first down and allowing them to kneel the clock out, escaping with their first home victory of the season and snapping a two-game losing streak. For more on this and all things Buccaneers, check out my co-host David Harrison and I on the Locked On Bucks podcast five days a week, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up, the Taysen Hill Show was in action for New Orleans. This is Locked On Game to Game. Today's edition of Game to Game is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's super simple. You pick two to five players like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you 100. If you deposit 50, Prize Picks will give you 50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Welcome back to Locked On Game to Game NFL. I'm Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. Minnesota sitting pretty atop the NFC North after another divisional win, this time over the Chicago Bears. Locked On Vikings enjoying this one post game. The Vikings are 4-1, and one, sole first place in the NFC North after a 29-22 victory over the Chicago Bears. What's up, everybody? I am Luke Braun of the Locked On Vikings podcast. The Vikings... Win. Even though it got a little squirrely there, they spring out to a 21-3 lead against the Chicago Bears, totally destroying them. Looks like it's going to be one of these blowouts that's boring by the second half and you're going to flip over to the Red Zone channel. And then things started to fall apart. A big circus catch by Darnell Mooney over Chandon Sullivan. Um, a couple of problems here. A, a Kirk Cousins interception, problems in the run game. And suddenly... The Vikings were trailing 21-22. They allowed 18 unanswered points in this one. Um, crucially, a missed two-point conversion attempt that was red, sniffed out, and absolutely destroyed by Cameron Dantzler, absolutely the hero of the day. And then a 17-play drive the other way. A ton of great stuff from Kirk Cousins outside of the one interception. Um, tons of clutch conversions, a scramble, um, really good reads, working the pocket and finding stuff downfield, all culminating in a Kirk Cousins sneak touchdown and getting the two-point conversion that uh, sets the Vikings up 29-22. And then Cam Dantzler, hero of the day, strips Amir Smith-Marset on the drive the other way, and the Vikings end up kneeling. Just took the ball away. It was a fantastic play. For more in-depth uh, breakdown of this game you can find the locked on vikings podcast free and available on all platforms the saints went into things on sunday with a slew of injuries but Taysom hill put the entire team on his back and willed them to victory locked on saints goes over the Taysom hill show in the superdome 
It was the win the New Orleans Saints absolutely needed. I'm Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints podcast. The New Orleans Saints get away with a big win here in New Orleans up against the Seattle Seahawks on the backs of nearly or of over 300 yards between Taysom Hill and star running back Alvin Kamara, who is back healthy in the lineup today. Alvin Kamara with over 194 total yards. Taysom Hill with 112 on the ground, 22 through the air, and four total touchdowns, becoming one of only three players in NFL history to rush for more than three touchdowns, three or more touchdowns, to rush for 100 or more yards and throw a touchdown pass as well. It was exactly what the New Orleans Saints needed, but still some big concerns on the defensive side, giving up a lot of explosive plays to, albeit an explosive offense in the Seattle Seahawks, who were surprisingly well orchestrated under veteran quarterback Geno Smith. It wasn't all roses, wasn't all rainbows for the New Orleans Saints, but it was the win that they needed, and now they're second place in the NFC South division. For more on what the New Orleans Saints still need to fix and why you should be excited about this win for them, we got you covered over at the Locked On Saints podcast every single Monday through Friday, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day don't look now but the new york giants are legit they handled business on sunday against aaron Rodgers and the packers in london locked on giants details the significance of sunday's win the new york giants delivered a gutsy performance overcoming a 10-point deficit to top the green bay packers 27 22 in london Hi, everybody. Patricia Trainer reporting and the new york giants continue to prove to critics that they're very much a changed team capable of holding their own against competition by giving some gutsy performances by the coaches and the players. The latest gutsy performance was shown by quarterback Daniel Jones coming off of a sprained left ankle that put his status in doubt for this week. Jones threw for over 200 yards for the first time this season, finishing 21 of 27 for 217 yards. On the game-tying drive, Jones drove the Giants down the field without running back Saquon Barkley, who had hurt his shoulder earlier in the drive. And still, Jones and company managed to put together a 15-play, 91-yard drive to tie things up 2020 on a Gary Brightwell two-yard touchdown run. Defensively, Wink Martindale made some adjustments and was able to blanket Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay offense, holding them to zero points. That's right. You heard correctly. Zero points in the second half. And this is despite the defense missing Leonard Williams, who was declared out prior to the game, outside linebacker Aziz Ojulari, and both starting cornerbacks, Adore Jackson, who was injured in the first half of the game, and Aaron Robinson, who had been placed on IR earlier in the, in the week. The Giants, in fulfilling head coach Brian Dable's vision for the team, got contributions from just about everyone on the roster. Some guys that you might know, some guys that you don't know. For example, receiver Darius Slayton, a guy who initially looked like he was the odd man out and a guy that everybody seemed to forget about, finished as the Giants team leading receiver with six catches for 79 yards. O'Shane Zimenez, another guy who coming into the year, a lot of people thought the Giants were going to move on from. He got the Giants' final sack of the game against Rodgers, thwarting any hope of a game-winning Hail Mary attempt by the Packers. And the Giants also got contributions from guys named Justin Lane, Gary Brightwell, and Matt Breida, all guys that were initially viewed as backups. 
it was by no means a dominating performance. The Giants are, after all, still missing some weapons on offense, and they're not healthy on defense. But these gritty Giants have shown they can stand toe-to-toe with the competition, regardless of who it is so far. And whereas in the past, a two-score deficit might have spelled the end for the Giants, they fought back and delivered the final punch and now own a 4-1 record as they return home from England to host the Baltimore Ravens next week. For more on the New York Giants, keep it here on the Locked on Giants podcast. The Philadelphia Eagles still undefeated as they were able to hold on and gut out a tough win over Arizona. Locked on Eagles and Locked on Cardinals break things down from both sides. It was a frustrating finish to what was an actually really solid performance by the Arizona Cardinals. They lose 20-17 to to the still undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. I'm Alex Clancy with Locked on Cardinals. Kyler Murray slid for what he thought was a first down to extend the potential game-winning drive for the Cardinals, spiked the ball to stop the clock, not realizing it was third and one and not first down for the Cardinals. Matt Amendola, who was signed earlier this week, missed a 43-yard field goal, and now the Cardinals fall to two and three on the season, even though they're only one game out of the NFC West lead. There were a lot of redeeming qualities in today's game for the Cardinals. I know there's no such thing as a consolation prize, There's no moral victories, but when guys like Byron Murphy, Zach Allen, and Zayvon Collins continue to perform at a high level on the defensive side of the ball, you can't help but be somewhat positive for the future of the Arizona Cardinals organization. One loss in 2022, yes, it stings, but bright spots for the future is what makes building a roster so important, and it looks like the Cardinals have some young pieces to act as pillars for the future of their organization. For all the Arizona Cardinals news you can handle, check me out Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. That's it for today on Locked On Game to Game NFL. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts to Locked On NFL. Make sure you listen into your team's Locked On podcast as well. I'm Kainani Stevens. This has been Locked On Game to Game.